Hello everyone, my name is Monica Gleberman, and you're listening to Silence On Set Podcast. Today we talked to the creator, director, and cast members from the new show on AMC called Dark Winds. First up is creator Graham Roland and director of a bunch of episodes, Chris Eyre. Good morning. It's nice to meet you guys. So I'm just going to jump right in. I wanted to talk to both of you about why it was so important to not only create the show, obviously, but why to have it native-led, really push a native story, and really show Indigenous people in a way where it's just an everyday life. It's an everyday story. It's not something special, which is like sort of what we normally see. I'll start and then I'll segue to Chris because I think the second part of your question is something that he can speak to as a, as a filmmaker. But in terms of, I think you hit it on the head that it's native led. So a lot of the stories that you mentioned, and it's beautiful to see that the treatment of Native Americans, even over the last several years on screen, you know, there's been links to humanize them and dimensionalize them compared to, you know, where, where we started, obviously. But for me, there was always the white protagonist bringing you into the Native world, and you were still seeing the Native world and the Natives through their point of view. And so what I loved about Tony's books and what this afforded Chris and I and the rest of the executive producers was a chance to do a story that was told completely from the Native American point of view. That just, you know, obviously we have a, a couple of those now, but when we started developing this project, there was nothing like that on, on television. I think that it's, it's a microcosm of the things we have right in front of us are the things that sometimes we don't see immediately because they're so close to us. And so with Indian country, I just think that we have a tendency to overlook what's right in front of us historically and, and today. And like Graham wrote in the pilot, not a lot has changed. I mean, you know, the overlap of dysfunction between jurisdictions is something that you kind of scratch your head about and say, you know, why weren't Native American police allowed to be the lead investigators at a, you know, certain heightening of crime. And when it gets to a certain level, it becomes, you know, an FBI scene rather than the people that, you know, it's on their sovereign land. How dysfunctional is that? I mean, if it's a sovereign land, it's kind of interesting that there's this strange overlap. So, you know, the things that are right in front of us are the things we neglect sometimes. And I think that goes for Lee Porn and Emma and what they're dealing with, which is they're dealing with, you know, the death of, of their son. And it's just incredible to me as we investigate this and explore this, this narrative, the things like sterilization that was being done openly until 1972 on Native American women uh, without their consent. So, you know, there's all these things that we don't harbor on because they're just the realities of these people's lives and they don't discuss them every night at the dinner table, but they're present, they're ever present. And I just think that it's amazing as we explore, you know, what we are and who these characters are, that it's the things right in front of us that need further examination. Yeah, and what's great, although we've seen much more, you know, indigenous people and native backgrounds on television, this show is very different because instead of, 
kind of like what you said, Chris, instead of it being kind of like a, a white world where someone white is bringing you in, it's more of it. We begin with a native led and everything's native and the way that they're talking and things that they're addressing is, is just words that you would normally use. And I would hear like on a reservation or, th or various things that aren't explained. So if you don't know it, it's kind of like, look it up, like research right. and figure it out. It's like, you're not giving you're not explaining it to an audience because the audience either should learn it or will know it. You know, it's like one of those things. So it's very different and I enjoyed it so much. So like Graham for you, I know, obviously, you know, there's books and everything, but for you, what was it like in terms of writing the story for six episodes, the, having it be a thriller, having it be so focused in that world. And like I said, not having to explain things and like, this is just it, this is how they live. And you're opening a world to people that might not know of some of these terms and things, and they will hopefully research them and look them up. And then Chris, for you, what was it like directing? Because it was, I mean, it was beautiful, the scenes that you're directing in. And also I love how so much of it really shows you are miles away from nothing and you know, how much they, you know, you have to go through when you're living that kind of life and how little you're given. So what was it like for you to kind of film that? So I'll ask both of you those questions. In terms of the writing of it, I think it was very freeing. I grew up in broadcast TV. I think I spent my first six years of television working in broadcast and I loved every show that I worked on and I loved my time there. But I just remember, you know, getting a lot of the emphasis on making sure the audience understands and making sure that, oh, nobody's getting lost here. And what if they get confused? Will they turn the channel? And to not have to worry about that, to have partners at AMC and a filmmaker like Chris, who visually I know I knew would use the camera in a way that would augment the writing. For me, it was just very liberating not to have to worry about trying to get that exposition out. And like you said, it's just a, it's just a matter of fact, it's just a part of their lives. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that the, the paradox is the same as always, which is, you know, Native people are spiritually revered and then they're ignored as invisible. And so this paradox is the universe or the world they live in. And the land that Graham described was a land that I, I knew and I loved and the characters love their land. And so the paradox was the same there, which was, it's beautiful, but when the sun goes down, it's also scary. Grandma and I talked about that. It's like yeah. literally the land is a paradox, which is it's serene because there's no one there and it's scary because there might be someone out there. And so, you know, it's it lives in the universe of these paradoxes that I see all throughout the series, which are they aren't explained, but there's a duality to everything that we're creating. And the land is one of those dualities, which is at nighttime, you're looking over your shoulder. And in the daytime, you're looking over your shoulder, one's beauty and one's fear, you know? Yeah, it's it's really, it's it's sad. And, uh, and I think you guys point out a lot of really important things that people need to learn. So my last question is just for both of you. What would you tell fans to look forward to? How would you describe the show, Dark Winds? And why is it so important? Because to me, I think it's critical for people to watch the show for so many reasons. But what would you tell fans why to tune in? Do you want to start, Chris? Yeah, I mean, I, I, would, I would tell them to, to tune in because it's entertaining, because they'll uh, enjoy seeing the characters, seeing the land, and really be 
taken to a place they hadn't been before. I would just tell them to tune in for those reasons. And, and to piggyback on that, yes, it's a world and a culture most people haven't seen on television before, which is exciting. And it's an amazing crime thriller. But at the same time, the things that the characters are going through in terms of loss and redemption are such are universal things that I think anyone can relate to, regardless of, of what cultural background or ethnic background you come from or where you grew up in the world. Well, thank you guys so much. I loved it so much. And it's Thanks, so different than anything I've ever seen before. So I hope you guys work together and there's more and more things to come because I mean, it's just so good. And the acting is fantastic too, but it's just great. So thank you guys so much Thanks, for your Monica. time. Thank you, Monica. Next up is Zahn McLaren, Kyra Gordon, and Jessica Matten talking about what fans can expect this upcoming season. Hi guys, it is so Hi, nice to meet all of you. I'm so excited. I was just obviously talking to, you know, the co-creators and everybody. I'm so excited that this is obviously a native-led show. I'm so excited that this is something that is so different that we've never seen before, that it's a thriller, but in particular, all three of your characters use terms and things that are very normal for someone that's living in, in a reservation or in that type of lifestyle that might not be normal to a viewer. So I think all three of your characters, I mean, are so critical to telling the story. So I wanted to ask, I guess, all of you, what is the what is your favorite part about playing the three characters you play? Because they're so intertwined and all three deal with such personal issues that are so relatable, yet are so invested in, in the native culture, which to me is, I mean, so important. I guess I'll just, you know, any opportunity to really portray how Indigenous women are in real life is an honor and a blessing. And it helps to eliminate kind of like the, the cliches or the stereotypes that may exist out there about what our culture is like. You know, in mm -hmm. the truth is, we are still very small population in comparison to, you know, say the, the Asian or the Black communities so any time you have an opportunity to showcase what we're like I think it just helps to humanize us even more around the world anyways that's one thing that I really love about Bernadette and just the honor of being able to play her uh, I think what I liked about Joe was Joe Leap her first off the heavy work it, it has already been done by Tony Ellerman I just had to kind of walk into the character it's all you know written in the books but I think just the multi-dimensional stuff that was going on with with Joe with the loss the you know the fence walking the fence between his culture and and his job dealing with a rocky marriage there was a lot to delve into and I was excited when they asked me to do it to to kind of delve into um the characteristics of Joe yeah I mean character aside I mean being in the 1970s that's an awesome reason why I love being a part of it and like the awesome cars, the awesome music, the awesome wardrobe, the hair, just the whole vibe of that, that, that era. Jim Chi for me, just having that background, leaving the res and coming back, I mean, it's basically like speaks to me a lot because, you know, I grew up on the res and then I left and now I'm just like, I need to get back there somehow. And playing Jim is kind of like had that epiphany for me where it's like, oh man, I need to get back to and just like really learn my language more and 
and give that to my daughter. Um, and it's awesome playing a, a cop and an FBI agent all in one. So that's that's pretty fun. Yeah, I think they were full, you know, fully fleshed out characters. You know, they're multi yeah. characters, and that's always. And great. the coolest thing is, none of us are Navajos, so we also got to learn about and educate ourselves about another mm. tribe. You know, obviously, across Native cultures, there's similarities, but then there's also a lot of different things as well. So that was that was yeah. cool. Your characters are so good. And obviously, you know, Zan, we start with Joe, you know, we meet him and I just, I love everything about him and everything that he represents and the, and how he's kind of straddling the line, kind of what you said between his job, people that know him, his community, then, you know, you have Jim come in, which is kind of like the opposite, right? You took off, come back. Now you're, mm-hmm. you're kind of, you're looked at as in a different way because you had left and now you're almost like, yeah. at, almost like an outsider. Then you have Bernadette, who is a woman who's trying to deal in this world. So for the three of you, what did you do for your characters in terms of trying to portray those obstacles that all three of you kind of go through? I mean, for me, it's, you know, it's being prepared and showing up to work prepared. First off, knowing your dialogue, memorizing your lines, having your your character. For me, I, I do a lot of backstory stuff. Tony Hillman you know, again, did all the heavy lifting as far as that, but each scene is an individual scene, the objective. And I had a a friend of mine, Robert Tepper, who also is an actor and he plays Pete Samuels. He was at at my side and he was helping me kind of get through because we did a lot of block shooting. You don't kind of know where you are and it's confusing to what do we do before this scene, et cetera. And Robert Tepper helped me out quite a bit in there. But I think it's just, when the actors come to set in rehearsal and you do the lines and you find those little nuances and you, you play off of each other, you know, unfortunately TV, you only get a few takes. So you got to be quick at it. So that's why you show up to the set absolutely prepared for the scene. That's kind of my process. Show up, hit your mark, listen. Yeah, Rob was great. First of all, I love the three of you. I loved the show, the characters that you guys portrayed. I mean, is like dead on. It's it's so good. It's so good. It's so needed on television. The three of you literally are like rock stars in how you played it. I don't know how <laughs> you guys did it. So I guess just for my last question for the three of you, what would you tell fans why it's so important to watch the show? To, to For me, it's very critical. Like I want people to really watch the show because of the content. So for the three of you, what would you tell fans why they should tune in and why it's important to watch this native and land and like indigenous community and what happens to them because it's i mean it's crazy <laughs> the thriller is part of it ahead, you get yeah. a good story you're entertained but at the end of the day i mean we're just humans right so indigenous or not i also want that to be a key message it's like hopefully this open, continues to open doors like the other indigenous shows that are starting to come to fruition it's that you know we we can act just as well too so well zon you know he's holding forward down for kyle and i yeah <laughs> yeah i just want people to experience a a uh, something that they may have not seen before with a cast of native americans it's a step towards seeing natives like jessica said as human beings and and experiencing us as normal people you know, having the audience, the public see us as people 
and to see that you know we are a, a makeup of a part of this country you know and we're we're here and we're still here and we are visible yeah so like a fresh perspective so well thank you guys so much it's so good and everything that you guys show is amazing and like i said with the show showing so much of it and it being so natural is what drew me in because it's not like the comments and the words and the things that you say don't have to be explained which i'm which is yeah. something i'm used to seeing so it's just so nice to just like live in the world and let's, yeah. let's follow these characters and like see how they are and you guys do such a good job so just congratulations. Show don't tell yeah thank you, thank you Monica. so good oh, congratulations and i wish nothing for the best and hopefully more and more things will come out from this so yeah, thank, thank you. you have a great day Hope you guys enjoyed listening to the creator, director, and actors from Dark Winds. The show is currently airing on AMC and AMC+. And make sure to hit that subscribe button so you're up to date on all of our latest podcasts as we have a ton more to come. Thank you for listening to Silence On Set Podcast. My name is Monica Gleberman. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and stay tuned for more interviews to come. Uh-huh.